1: What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, here back, guys, for another episode. Continuing in our series, looking at all the Indianapolis Colts position groups, our summer series that we've loved to do ever since really we started. And, guys, we've already done the quarterback position, we've already done the running back position. So, if you haven't yet, be sure to go check out those videos that we just previously uploaded. And today we are going to talk about a position. Um, that I think is has some intrigue. There's a lot of guys here, but it, honestly, it has a lot of question marks as well, and that's the wide receiver position. Now, Derek, this position, extremely young. I mean, the guy right now that is a longest-tenured Indianapolis Colt player in this position is Paris Campbell, which is crazy to think about because Paris Campbell was only drafted in 2019. He's a very, very young player. Um, the Colts right now don't have a vet wide receiver. Um, they did add wide receiver or former Colts great wide receiver Reggie Wayne as their new wide receivers coach. But as far as this unit goes, Derek, uh, what is your thoughts on just, you know, obviously how raw and how young this group is?
2: Yeah, I mean, when you're talking about what Colts fans are saying about this group is, you know, there's room for optimism with this group because, you know, you, you're you looking at the sheer size of this group, right? Like Paris Campbell's the smallest Wide receiver currently on the roster, and he's six foot one, two hundred and five pounds. So you know, not a small individual by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, he is by far the shortest guy on the roster right now, and and certainly not the only fast one. You know, I mean, we the Colts just drafted Alec Pierce, a really tall, long, big, fast receiver coming out of Cincinnati. So and then you're looking at what Michael Pittman did from the year uh, 2020, where he only had 40 receptions for about 500 yards, then going into 2021, basically doubled his stats from his freshman year to uh, his second year, right? So, you know, it's one of those things where he, he took a massive leap. So you're looking at the potential of this group, and you say from adding Reggie Wayne, now the receiver coach, and that knowledge, that understanding of the position, the understanding of Colt's history right i mean the second greatest wide receiver and this franchise's history is now going to be teaching you guys so there's a lot of optimism to what this group can bring but then again there also comes the idea of you know of there's the shadow of doubt you know like wondering what are the colts going to do with this group because like you said it's just still more youth you know ballard mentioned it during the offseason this he felt confident in the group that they have now. Obviously, they added to the group with adding Alec Pierce, that was to be expected. But you know, outside of that, Ballard's not really done anything with this group, so and it doesn't seem like they're really in a hurry to try to get a veteran wide receiver at all. So, makes you wonder, you know, like is there going to be more to this group this year, or are we just going to see another la- uh, moment of last year where? You know, Michael Pittman had a great year, and nobody else really steps up.
1: It'll be interesting for sure. I think there is a lot of unknown right now behind Michael Pittman Jr., and we can kind of jump into him real fast as we start, and we're going to break down a lot of these wide receivers that we're talking about. Uh, but Michael Pittman Jr., obviously last year, had a fantastic year, had over 1,000 yards. He was far and away the Colts' best wide receiver last year, yeah. and he also took, like you mentioned, a step up from his first season And uh, that was with, you know, one of the worst passing attacks statistically in the league last year. Um, Michael Pittman Jr. still was able to upgrade from where he was a season prior to that and really take that leap and kind of ascend himself into the conversation for being the Colts wide receiver number one and being a number one wide receiver in the league. What were your thoughts on Pittman and his first season versus his second season with the Colts?
2: Yeah, I think that it really just came down to him getting that experience, right? Feeling a lot more comfortable. You and I mentioned it several times when he got injured uh, in the first couple weeks of his first season. You know, he mentioned several times when he came back, especially during the season, stated that, you know, there were times he just didn't feel comfortable. Like, he didn't know what to run. He didn't know how to feel a certain thing out, you know, like, And and with coming back from the injury, never really had something like that before. So there was a lot of doubt in his own mind, you know, trying to understand the game, the NFL game, because it's completely different than what he had experienced before. But then, you know, he started to figure it out towards the end of the season. We saw that where he had big games against Tennessee, had a big game against Green Bay where he got his first NFL touchdown, you know, so he took a gigantic step because I think a lot of it just had to do with the confidence level. I think he saw at the end of the year, you know, I, I started getting coming along pretty well. You know, I really started cementing myself as the potential future number one wide receiver. I started doing what the Colts drafted me to become, you know, at the end of that year. And then this next year, he understood the game, understood the flow a little more. And he just, he got back to what made him a great receiver at USC, which was making those contested catches down the field. You know, those th- that's his bread and butter. And, you know, him and Carson Wentz at some points in 2021 really did a great job of connecting like that. And especially in the red zone as well, you know, had a couple more, uh, a little more tidbits as well in that way that we didn't see from him in 2020. So really it just came down to, I think, just him being more confident.
1: Yeah. And you'd mentioned, you know, the deep passes and stuff. Matt Ryan, one of the best deep passers last year in the NFL. And, and you know, we all saw the different times for Pittman, Moss guys, right? You think that 49ers game, you think that Baltimore game. Those are just a couple examples of Michael Pittman Jr. really doing things that we didn't see him do his rookie year, right? And that was a big question we had, Derek, last offseason. We're like, why wasn't Pittman more involved in the red zone and doing those one-on-one things? Because you saw those highlight plays that he had at USC, and you're just like, why did the Colts not utilize him? And they did a little bit more last year. It'll be interesting to see now with you know the addition of a Matt Ryan. Like, can he even take another leap? You know, in his because he only had six receiving touchdowns. Could he even get that number up a little bit more into you know the double-digit category? Kind of, kind of that conversation. But nonetheless, Michael Pittman Jr. certainly uh, from year one to year two. Uh, looked a lot better, looked like he gained a lot of confidence, you know, grew in just his, uh, just grew as a player as well and all those things. And uh, he's going to be the number one wide receiver for the Colts this year, no doubt about it. But beyond him, man, um, right now, I think it's a pretty wide open competition. Uh, But the, the other guy that I think a lot of people probably would say if you're making me choose right now, he's probably your number two is the Colts who the Colts drafted this year in round two. And that's Alec Pierce wide receiver out of Cincinnati last year. He had 52 catches, uh, nearly 900 yards and eight touchdowns. And so, uh, Alec Pierce, kind of similar to Michael Pittman Jr. in a lot of ways where he's he's taller, you know, he's a little bit bigger, he's fast as a wide receiver, probably a little bit faster than Pittman. Yes. Um, but he provides a nice compliment to Pittman on that outside. And now you kind of look at the wide receivers that the Colts boast on those two outsides, both these guys, 6'3 and 6'4 respectively. What are your thoughts on what Alec Pierce could potentially provide here for the Colts as their wide receiver number two this season?
2: Yeah, he's just a more athletic Michael Pittman. I mean, their game is practically identical. You know, just being able to get the ball down the field, stretch it vertically, because like you said, being 6'3 and 6'4, you know, that's a matchup nightmare for any corner they have to face. And when you're also 215 pounds and then you can run a 4'4 40 time. I mean, that's incredible. For to be that size and to be able to run like that, and not to mention have a 40-inch vertical on top of it. So any corner that's getting into a 50-50 matchup with Alec Pierce is gonna be on probably on the losing end of it more times than they would if they did it. So, you know, having that that great stretch on the outside certainly helps, you know, to be able to stretch the field on the outsides and know that your receiver's If they achieve dominance and they achieve that dominant aggressive attitude, they are going to be the aggressors. And then they have the physical matchup on any corner they face. So at the end of the day, it's also going to be a matter of does Reggie Wayne, you know, get tap into Alec Pierce a little more. Because there's been the questions of, you know, we know he can run the vertical route. We know that. We've seen that at UC several times. But what we didn't see a lot of was the drag routes, the in routes, the out routes. You know, those kind of the thing where every NFL wide receiver needs to have it in their arsenal or else they're not going to be, you know, around for very long doing as much. So, you know, it's those kinds of things. Can Alec Pierce tap into that? Now, again, we kind of said the same thing with Jonathan Taylor and his receiving, right? Like, is Jonathan Taylor even going to be able to catch the football, right? Because we never saw that in Wisconsin. But sure enough, we know. You throw the ball, Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's not dropped; it hasn't really been dropping any footballs. So, you know, that's not that's a question that just wasn't answered in college, but was answered in the NFL with a little bit of training. You wonder if it's the same thing for Alec Pierce here. I mean, he has the physical capabilities to do it now. How long does it take for us to finally see his full repertoire? But yeah, with the potential of an Alec Pierce, he absolutely can be receiver too.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, another guy that'll be probably vying for time if he can stay healthy is Paris Campbell. Uh, I know, Derek, this has been your guy ever since the Colts drafted him in 2019. Uh, but Paris Campbell so far, uh, unfortunately, has just been struck with injury after injury. And it's just gotten to the point now where I believe it's his last chance with the Colts. If he doesn't do anything this season, if he gets injured again, I mean, I think it, you know the Colts would be in their best interest to move on from him Uh, and a big reason, honestly, why I feel like the Colts even drafted Alec Pierce in the first place was because you just can't rely on Paris Campbell at this point in his career. You can't bank on him playing all games because he just has show. He hasn't shown that he can do so, but when he is on the field, Derek, we have seen Paris Campbell really tear it up. I mean, you saw in that, you know, even last year in the, the Houston game, he had that large touchdown obviously got injured on that play. We saw even in, you know, the year prior in 2020 uh, with Phillip Rivers, when he played in that Jacksonville game week one, Paris Campbell was the best wide receiver out there. And it seems like he's again, tearing it up um, here in the spring. So what's the deal with Paris Campbell, man?
2: I mean, yeah, you've seen, you and I have seen from uh mini camp and OTAs. I mean, Paris Campbell has been Matt Ryan's number one receiver. Like it's not been Pittman. It's not been Pierce. It's been Paris Campbell. And Paris Campbell has been showing out, man, because that speed and that length and that ability to get open is still there. You know, it it stinks because it's just another one of those things where you really hope he doesn't turn into another one of those what-if stories. You know, the guy that has all the talent in the world and shows it when he's on the field, but the problem is you just don't see him enough to be able to see it all the time. And, you know, that's why – A lot of Colts Nation is ready to just kind of give up on Paris Campbell. I'm not there yet. And I know a lot of Colts fans are just like, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I just, if he does great, great. I'm not going to care about him until that happens. You know, I just, I don't want to be in that situation. You know, I still feel that Paris Campbell just hopefully doesn't tear a freaking meniscus or something in this year. Like, can we just, I don't expect him to play every game. I don't care if he does play every game. I just want to see 10 to 12 games of Paris Campbell playing good football. If we can see even 10 to 12 games of Paris Campbell being on the field, being productive with Matt Ryan, then that gives me hope. gives me hope that something can still keep going with Paris Campbell because, again, you said it. When he's on the field, he is making an impact. Whether or not Colts fans want to admit it or not, he makes big plays. Again, he is a a long line and list of guys that has the athletic ability to make a big play at any given moment. And you just hope that he can find a way to stay on the field for more than half a season this year.
1: I hope so, man, because when Paris Campbell is on the field, he does something that no other wide receiver the Colts have does. Like, he impacts the game. You're right. And the the Colts offense is different when Paris Campbell is on the field. The problem is he just hasn't been. So if he can stay healthy, if he can stay relatively healthy even, um, I think that's going to go a long way for this Colts offense. But uh, fingers crossed on that. Really hope he does. But in the event that he doesn't, Colts have another guy who got more opportunities last year in Ashton Doolin who I felt like kind of stepped up in big moments, right? He only had 13 catches for 173 yards and two touchdowns, but it seemed like a lot of times some of those catches were big catches when the Colts needed him, and I always felt like Ashton Doolin deserved more snaps. He deserved more looks at wide receiver last year, and he just didn't get it, right? And so the Colts brought him back. He signed his tender, Ashton Doolin with the Colts this year, and uh, I honestly feel like if he's your wide receiver four, Uh, That's a pretty solid wide receiver number four. I feel like he still has a lot of upside. I think he's come a long way as a wide receiver. Um, And I'm really excited to see him with Matt Ryan in this offense, seeing what they can kind of use him for. Because I really think he has a good opportunity here, Derek, uh, to make an impact for this offense. Because he did it last year in spurts when given the opportunity.
2: Yeah, you're paying your fourth wide receiver is going to be guy on a tender that you're paying less than a million dollars this year. And he's not only your wide receiver four, but is also one of your best special teams guys of everyone out there uh, outside of Zaire Franklin, probably your best one at this point. And you're right, Ashton Doolin, I mean, give the man some freaking credit. I mean, there was, he is a big play machine, just like Paris Campbell. He has that speed, you know I mean? He's a guy that can run fringe four, three speed if you let him just go all by himself. I mean, he had some really good runs this last year as well. I mean, he had that big run uh, in the Patriots game. Remember that one sweep where he went for like forty yards? It was the first big play of the day for Indianapolis to really open some things up. You know, I mean, it, it, he's a guy that like you don't use very often, but the few times that you do, I mean, he he's he's a big play freaking machine, man, and he he doesn't get talked about by coaching staffs and everyone else because he doesn't get utilized very often. So, you know, it's good to have a guy like that in your back pocket because you can use him in the sweeps. You can use him in the vertical. You can use him in drag routes to create separation in the middle because you know his speed is just like what close to what a Paris Campbell can provide you. You know, so I really do hope that Ashton Doolin is progressing as a wide receiver because that speed and what he's able to provide you it really showed a lot last season. He can make some big plays. Just like the rest of this Colts wide receiver group, that, that he's one play away from making something ginormous happen on the field. And that's something that this Colts team really is banking on this year is having those guys that can make plays at a moment's notice. Like It goes from looking like it's going to be a single to a home run play in the blink of an eye.
1: Yep. Absolutely. So in my opinion, Derek, I feel like these four guys will be the top four receivers for the Colts. But after that, it kind of gets a little bit murky um, at this point because you do wonder, are the Colts going to keep five? Are they going to keep six wide receivers? And there's a couple different guys who I think are going to be in the conversation, in the battle for this year in training camp. Um, You obviously got guys like Desmond Patman. You got Michael Strawn, you know, who a season ago, a lot of people were hyping up in the preseason and stuff. And you saw some snaps early on and then really didn't do a whole lot. Desmond Patman, you know, got some opportunities, made a few plays down the stretch. Nothing spectacular, though. Um, And then other than that, uh, there's a couple other guys. There's Kiki Kuti, uh, the Michael Harris. You know, there's a couple different names down there. What are your thoughts, though, on these other four or five remaining wide receivers who are going to have to duke it out for one or two positions?
2: Well, obviously, when you look at the rest of the group, I mean, the Michael Harris, you know, has been around for a while, but he's always just kind of been a gadget player. He's kind of filled that role that Doolin's looking to fill right now, and I think that's where Doolin's going to probably come into play there. Uh, Patman, like you said, I mean, very limited uh, opportunities last year. He did uh, come in clutch in that Arizona game, obviously. So, you know, you wonder if he's going to continue to progress in the way that he did really hasn't really done a whole lot more than that and Michael Strawn like you mentioned in the in the preseason I mean my god he was he was embarrassing corner one and two for Indianapolis all preseason I mean and that was impressive because we kept saying it you know he mossing Xavier Rhodes and uh guys like Kenny Moore and things like that so you know he was doing really well uh in preseason but obviously what you're doing in preseason doesn't always translate to what goes on and you know like you said as well when you're at that spot in the in the lineup sometimes you need to do other things like special teams in order to secure a spot and i don't think Michael Strom wants to do that so you know it's a matter of you know you're going to end up on the practice squad again until you can uh, prove otherwise or your play at the wide receiver position is so good to the point where you know i need to Reconsider it. I mean, you know, we don't know what a second off season is going to do for Michael Strong. We don't know. We we saw what his first off looked like. He looked spectacular. Now, I mean, does he progress even more in this second off, uh, off season? And you know, with mini camp and uh, training camp coming up, we'll see what happens again. It's just it's just another unproven thing. You know, we don't know. We just really don't know a lot about Michael Strong. We just know that. Obviously, he's not doing well enough to secure one of the rounding out spots for this Indianapolis Colts roster. So it's ultimately just going to be a wait-and-see moment.
1: I don't know who's going to win. I mean, I gig, my gut says that Patman's probably getting one of those and one of the guys that plays special teams is probably getting one of those. But honestly, yeah, if Michael Strawn or somebody like that, you know, really shows out in this preseason and in training camp, I think it's anybody's game to for wide receivers five and six. Yeah. I really do feel like it is. So uh, I'm excited to see kind of what the Colts decide to do here. And and who kind of steps it up? Because there's a lot of young guys here, um, a lot of names that, you know, I think Kiki Kute out of any of these guys, uh, a guy that's certainly familiar with Colts fans, um, he is more that, you know, smaller type of guy. Maybe can play a little bit of special teams for you as well. Uh, you know, we obviously know what he did to the Colts for a number of years. So, Maybe he finds a connection with Matt Ryan and maybe he sneaks his way on this roster. Maybe to Michael Harris, who I kind of feel like has just kind of been forgotten at this point. But he had some plays in that 2020 season, um, you know, when he got called up to the active roster. And I kind of liked what I saw from him, but we haven't heard much from him since then.
2: Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be interesting because, yeah, when you start rounding out the last – Few spots in the roster on that, you know, you just find those guys occasionally come in at some point, and who's going to be the one to step up and show that they deserve those two or three snaps later in the season when you know the game is on the line and a couple receivers are down. You know, who is that going to be? I don't know, but it'll 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 surely shape up to be very interesting. Uh, We'll see if you know Colts fans gravitate to one or the other. Uh, when it comes to that like they did last offseason with strong.
1: Yep. Well, guys, let us know what your thoughts are on this wide receiver position. Um let us know your thoughts on on who you think the Colts are going to have on their final 53 man roster. Um how many, you know, wide receiver positions do you think they're going to keep and who do you think those players are going to be. Let us know all those things in the comments below. That'll do it, guys, for our look at the wide receiver position for the Colts heading in to the 2022 season. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete
3: or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.